Zahal. You are listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the premier podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For more information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's visionforchina.org. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe and or follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform with push notifications turned on to never miss an episode of the broadcast. And you can always check out visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's visionforchina.org slash podcast for an up-to-date directory of which platforms were found on. If you have any friends interested in China, missions, or both that might enjoy the podcast, be sure to let them know what the A Thousand Lives broadcast is all about. We with Vision for China firmly believe that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China and trust that if we aim our lives at making much of him there and around the world, we have no need to fear. No need to fear language barriers, culture barriers, persecution, or any other obstacles that might be in our way because just as he himself said in Matthew 28, he will be with us always, even unto the end of the world. For this episode, we've got another story from Hudson Taylor's earliest days in China. Many may not realize that when young Hudson first set foot in Shanghai, the city was more or less a war zone, with China in a prolonged conflict with the British. Amid the bursts of chaos that characterized his first few months in China, young Hudson was thrust into a situation that pressed him to rely upon the Lord to a newfound extent. He was learning the language, attempting to learn the ropes of Chinese culture from senior missionaries, and getting a knack for sharing the gospel with Chinese people all to the semi-regular rhythm of cannonball fire in the background. Missionaries told him that to remain in the British settlement in Shanghai was the only way to be somewhat assured of his personal safety. And yet, deep down, he was fully assured that it was the will of God that the Chinese outside of the settlement should hear the preaching of the gospel of Christ. So today, we'll get to peer in to an episode from his second or maybe third evangelistic trip outside the settlement, outside the protections of treaty arrangements, and outside of the scope of his British sensibilities. No more than 23 years old at the time, he was pushing forward into the dangerous unknown with nothing more than a senior missionary companion, a wheelbarrow full of scripture portions, and his unwavering faith in his Savior. What events transpired on this journey? What sort of opposition was young Hudson met with? How did the Lord deliver him? We'll consider all of these questions and more in just a moment. But first, let's hear about this episode's Chinese City Challenge. For this episode's Chinese City Challenge, I'd like to challenge everyone to research and pray for the city of Wuhan, located in Hubei Province, China. Now, there is a city in China that in recent years has suddenly become easily recognizable. It's as though it's been thrust onto the world stage just a couple of years ago. Wuhan is Hubei Province's capital city and is home to nearly 12 million people. Geographically, Wuhan is situated along China's Yangtze River. Historically, there are a few notable missionaries who served much in Wuhan. Premier of which is Griffith John, who we've heard about in multiple episodes of this broadcast. In Griffith John's day, Wuhan was actually called Hankou. Griffith John based the early years of his ministry in China in modern-day Wuhan and then later expanded further inland along the Yangtze River towards modern-day 
Chongqing and Chengdu, sending Chinese preachers that he trained in Wuhan to start churches further inland in those areas. Now, despite this rich history of missions influence about a century or so ago, there are still countless people in Wuhan and greater Hubei province that know little to nothing of the name of Jesus. Additionally, I'm sure listeners know that due to the severe COVID lockdowns here at the very beginning of the pandemic and then subsequent severe floods that took place in Wuhan in the summer of 2020 there in that region, the people of Wuhan are in dire need of the hope of the gospel. Please pray for more laborers, more preachers for Wuhan City and Hubei Province. Brother, I'd like to challenge you to do a bit of your own research on Wuhan. The city is spelled W-U-H-A-N and is located in Hubei Province. Hubei is spelled H-U-B-E-I. The challenge is to spend about 15 minutes either skimming the city's Wikipedia page or viewing a video related to Wuhan on YouTube, whether that be a walkthrough, a synopsis, maybe some drone footage. I encourage you to see what videos you can find for Wuhan. And as you watch, consider how the Lord might use you to reach this city with the gospel. Next, after you've done that, I challenge you to spend another 15 minutes or so praying for Wuhan and the people there. Pray that they would hear the gospel and be saved. Pray that the Lord would bless believers and churches that might already be there in the city. And pray that the Lord would raise up and send forth many more preachers, many more gospel laborers who would devote their lives to take the message of salvation to Wuhan. And finally, remember, once you've done all of that, to message Vision for China on social media, letting us know an interesting thing you learned about the city. We want to hear from you and hear how the Lord is growing your heart for the Chinese. Again, finding us on social media is super easy. Just use the handle Vision for China, V-I-S-I-O-N for C-H-I-N-A. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And let us know what you learned about Wuhan. So what are you waiting for? Get after this Chinese City Challenge and see how the Lord works in your heart as you research and pray. Xinxiang, uh, their Chinese servant, broke the long silence of the last half hour or so with the Chinese sir. Nishua said Brother Burden, giving him permission to continue. The Chinese servant stopped his wheelbarrow full of books and looked towards the horizon at Tongzhou City, peering through the trees in the distance, and continued, uh, On second thought, I won't join you any further. Would that be all right? Hudson shot a glance at Brother Burden who returned a similar look. They paused to consider what to say, and before they could respond, the servant went on to remind them of the numerous warnings they had received from various Chinese along their journey up to this point this past week about entering Tongzhou. Apparently, the inhabitants of Tongzhou City were known to be a bit of a rowdy bunch with a disdain for outsiders. The missionaries had been warned at many points on their journey that such a place wasn't in the least bit safe for foreign travelers such as themselves. Now their servant, who helped them transport scripture portions and other books, was even becoming nervous. Hudson looked out toward the city, now just a couple of hours away. Looking back towards the servant, Hudson discovered that Brother Burden had already agreed to relieve him of his duties. 
The two missionaries then had to pause their journey, head into a nearby village, and hire another servant's help. While in the village, they paused to preach here. This was one of Hudson's first opportunities to preach the gospel fully in Mandarin. He was encouraged to hear one man even begin to translate his message into a local dialect. Hudson was preaching. This man was translating the message from the Mandarin that Hudson was preaching in into the local dialect so that others could hear the gospel. After concluding and distributing a few testaments and tracts, Hudson and Brother Burden set out once again for the final stretch towards Tongzhou City, still feeling a distinct nervousness in their stomachs at what might lie ahead. Entering the western suburb of the city, the Lord brought to mind the prayer of the early Christians found in Acts 4. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Brother Burden and Hudson discussed their specific plan of entrance into the city before requesting that their newfound servant wait outside the city so as to be ready at a moment's notice to flee. Finally, they prayed together and committed themselves to the keeping of their heavenly Father. Meaning to enter the city by the west gate, they initially were met with no opposition as they walked along the main street towards the city entrance. Then they began to hear the people murmur about Heigweza, black devils, as they glanced their way. The missionaries were initially confused by this title as they were of fairer skin than most Chinese. Then suddenly they realized that they were called black devils because of the color of their clothes. They were wearing western style suits rather than the color of their skin. They continued walking towards the city and even passed a few soldiers who to their surprise seemed unfazed by the presence of two foreigners entering their city. Before finally reaching the gate, however, a tall, powerful man, who in Hudson's own words was made ten times more fearful by his partial intoxication, suddenly reached out and seized Brother Burden by the shoulders. He tried to shake him off, but as the missionary duo turned around, they discovered that they were surrounded by at least a dozen men who brutally hurried them into the city at a terrifying pace. Bag of scripture portions and tracks still in hand, Hudson's arm began to feel extremely heavy, and yet with his other arm in the tight grip of two of the men, he was unable to switch hands to give the other one relief. The missionaries were forced to continue forward towards the city, each sweating profusely and scarcely able to keep pace with their captors. The duo demanded to be taken to the chief magistrate of the city in hopes of some legal protection, but this band of men insisted that they knew exactly where they were to take them and what to do with them, all the while hurling insults and curses their way. After walking a great distance at such a tiring pace, the group paused to rough up the missionaries, grabbing collars, seizing hair, and otherwise turning their arms black and blue. In these moments, Hudson couldn't help but meditate on the truth that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Brother Burden at one point even attempted kindness by offering the men scripture portions and books, but this just frustrated the men even further. Another short time passed before a quarrel arose among these men about how to deal with these two intruders. Some wanted to take them to a magistrate while others wanted to kill them immediately. As they listened in, the missionary companions reminded each other that the apostles were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. 
As they were discussing in hushed tones in English as the men continued on in Chinese, suddenly Hudson remembered he had a red card in his pocket bearing his own name. Managing to put his hand in his pocket, he pulled out the card, presented it to the men per Chinese custom of the day, and suddenly the men realized that the missionary duo were, in fact, foreigners. Now, despite their English attire, foreigners were so seldom encountered outside of China's treaty ports that these men, a bit further inland, had taken the two missionaries to be a pair of rather strange and unwelcome Chinese. Though producing the card changed the men's thoughts on killing them, it did nothing to earn the duo any real respect. The gang began to drag the missionaries through the streets of the city and finally to a place that they were told was the residence of a Mandarin. Waiting for the Mandarin to have an audience with them, they were given a bit of respite, and Brother Burden took the opportunity to preach Christ Jesus to their tormentors. The Mandarin ended up refusing to see them and referred them to his superior in office. Once again, they were on the move, being taken by this mob through the streets of Tongzhou until finally arriving at the residence of Chen Da Laoye, the great venerable Father Chen, who proved not only to be the superior Mandarin, but had also formerly been involved in Shanghai politics and as such felt it important to be courteous toward foreigners. Father Chun welcomed the two men into his inner apartment, and there in the presence of the Mandarin as well as innumerable writers, runners, and other semi-officials, Hudson explained that they had come to Tongzhou bearing glad tidings, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Hudson handed the Mandarin a copy of the New Testament with part of the Old, from Genesis to Ruth, and some tracts, and began to explain them, summarizing the gospel in the hearing of all. Father Chun listened intently and the many others present followed his lead and quietly listened as well. He thanked them for coming, and he even ordered refreshments to be brought in and served to the guests at once. Isn't that astounding? They went from intruders to guests within just an hour or so. Oh, what a turn of events. Oh, what a change of attitude. Oh, what a great God Hudson and Brother Burden serve to hear their prayers and finally give them favor in the city of Tongzhou. The missionary duo requested permission of Father Chun to see something of the city and distribute scriptures as they went before their return in the evening to Shanghai. To this request, the Mandarin kindly consented and even promised to give orders that the duo never be mistreated in Tongzhou again. Early in the evening, Hudson and Brother Burden returned to their boats in safety, thankful to their Heavenly Father for His gracious protection and aid. Brother, here we have it. Yet another story from the life of Hudson Taylor that illustrates that faith in the Lord and His promises are never misplaced or unfounded. Young Hudson and Brother Burden believed that it was imperative that the gospel be preached even in a place as formidable as Tongzhou. And despite repeated warnings, despite the abandonment of the first servant who helped them with their wheelbarrow, despite the things seeming so grim, they trusted that the Lord would go into Tongzhou with them. Friends, it is this trust, this belief, this faith that makes them worthy to suffer for the sake of their Savior's name. We know that suffering and persecution are coming to us who believe. We are told flat out in the pages of Scripture. And in the previous verse, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 11, Paul lists some of the places he suffered persecution and adds, But out of them all the Lord delivered me. 
Only then does the scripture add in verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Hudson was familiar with the scripture's teaching on persecution. He was also familiar with the scripture's teaching on the promises of God. He knew good and well that persecution might await him in China. He knew good and well the dangers that a city like Tongzhou presented to a young missionary. Despite this knowledge, he trusted that his God, his Savior, his Lord, Jesus Christ, would be with him in the persecution. He believed that his every need would be met and supplied. He had faith that his Lord would deliver him, whether that deliverance be unto safety in this world or the next. Brother, do you trust the Lord? Do you trust the Lord amid the perils and uncertainties of life? Do you trust that the Lord is able to send you where he's called you? That he is able to protect you where he's called you, that he is able to guide you where he's called you? Has he put a desire to preach him among the nations in your heart? Has he called you to proclaim him in China? If so, trust him to prepare you and get you there in his timing. Trust him to direct your steps. Trust him to guide and direct you along your way. When faced with the frightening, recall that he is greater than whatever would otherwise make you afraid. When you feel that navigating ministry in an atheistic country is daunting, when you feel that the persecution is terrifying, when you feel that the police may soon come knocking, remind yourself of the Lord's promises in Scripture. Commit yourself and your safety to Him in prayer and step out in faith to carry on in the work of the ministry. Brother, would you devote your life to making Christ known in China? Would you give your all to making Him famous in a place like China? Would you trust Him to send you where He desires to be proclaimed? If you already have, continue to pray. Plan and prepare. Consider reaching out to us with Vision for China to learn practical next steps towards China missions. Brother, if you haven't devoted your life to serving the Lord in China, I challenge you to consider doing so. I challenge you to pray and beg the Lord to send you there and allow you to make His name famous there. Why not devote your life to reaching China with the gospel and teaching Chinese converts to do the same? Again, if the Lord is leading you in that direction, we with Vision for China would love to help you along the way with everything from Bible training and missions training to language and culture training. Brother, we are here to provide you a path to follow to get you from wherever you are right now in life all the way to standing in China before a group of Chinese people with a Bible in your hand and in the Chinese language preaching unto the them Jesus. If we can help you along your path in any way, reach out at info at visionforchina.org. That's info at visionforchina.org. Tell us who you are and let us know how we can come alongside and be a help to you. Remember, there are dozens of millions in China that need preachers if they are ever to hear the gospel message. They need preachers full of faith who will trust God to be with them even in uncertain times, even in the face of persecution. Will you take the good news of Christ to them? Will you purpose now in your heart to do so? Brothers, Hudson Taylor trusted that the Lord was with him even amid the threat of persecution. He trusted that suffering was to be expected as he followed after Christ. As was mentioned just a bit ago, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, All that will shall suffer persecution. 
在基督耶稣里金钱独立的，在基督耶稣里金钱独立的 means live godly in Christ Jesus. All that will 在基督耶稣里金钱独立的 shall suffer persecution. Hudson, even as a young missionary, getting his feet wet in China, knew that all that will 在基督耶稣里金钱独立的 shall suffer. Persecution, brother, will you give your life to exalting Christ in China? Will you trust Him to use you there? Will you trust Him to be with you there? Are you willing to live in China, preach Christ, face persecution as someone who, 在基督耶稣里金钱独立的 The people of China need men full of faith and completely reliant on God and His promises, including those like this one about persecution. They need men who will, 在基督耶稣里金钱独立的 who will live godly in Christ Jesus, knowing that persecution will be suffered as a result. Will you, brother? 在基督耶稣里金钱独立的 In a place like China, knowing that persecution is promised, if you do, will you be counted worthy to suffer for the name of your Lord in China? Will you step out in faith and take the gospel there? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Thank you all for listening in and letting others know that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China. Don't forget the Chinese City Challenge for this episode. Spend 15 minutes researching Wuhan City in Hubei Province. Remember, Wuhan is spelled W-U-H-A-N. And then spend another 15 minutes praying that the Lord will raise up more preachers for the people there. Remember to message us, the Vision for China team, on social media. Once you've done all of that, to let us know an interesting thing you learned about Wuhan, and let us know you are interested in China missions. People in Wuhan and all throughout China need preachers who are committed to 在基督耶稣里金钱度日的 live godly in Christ Jesus, knowing that doing so will lead to persecution for the sake of the name of Christ. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's visionforchina.org. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. Well, until next time, 再见。